What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Texan Overtime Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Smoot. Today, I got the gang with me, Marcus Crum, Alex Brasenio. What's going on, guys? What's up, Donnie? That was a big weekend for you two, right? Yeah, for both of us. It was a big weekend. Both of us turned 21. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Tim Duncan year. The best of all years. Very happy to be here. It's very fun. How was the weekend? Did you celebrate? A little bit. Yeah, I celebrated a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Word on the street. Uh, Marcus, I heard your your weekend got off to a pretty good start. Got off to a great start, actually. What um, happened? So, I was playing in an intramural soccer game on my birthday. This was Thursday. There we go, because we're all we, athletes here. Yeah, of, of course. Um, I wasn't going to take a day off, because uh, <laughs> my, my team needed me there. Gosh. And um, <laughs> So, we had to win to make playoffs. And we're up on this team, 3-2, for the entire second half. And then with... We, Wait, we who asked, scored the first two goals? uh was it you i didn't sc- i didn't score oh. one first who was it uh teammate jamie scored one of them okay and then my roommate jose shout out jamie and two jamie. other yeah yeah and then my roommate jose scored two i, th- I think both the others um but so we're, we're we're there we're up we asked the ref how much time's left he says two minutes well, you have to ask how much time's left. i mean they don't what, what they don't they don't have board? a clock you, think they don't a have a score? you don't have like a, a watch i i don't have one yeah you think i'm gonna wear a watch dude if you're, play, bro that's weighing me down you're, 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 you gotta you, be light on my you feet. gotta have that internal clock <laughs> exactly you're so we asked we asked the ref how much time left. <laughs> two, two minutes left we load up the box they have a corner and they have this guy that's just six four he goes up heads it in that's not fair three three no it was it was kind of awesome though like i i was i i, <laughs> what? I, I respected awesome to it. get scored on well, no it was uh, but like it was You're a great a goal it was it was a great goal. but okay of, of course i was upset so we grabbed the ball we because we have to win if they tie they make playoffs so we grabbed the ball run up to half field kick off we're passing around trying to get an open look ball falls to me like 23 yards out we'll say and it's probably 10 it, had it was 10. it was it was outside it was well outside the box it was it was closer to midfield. <laughs> I, it was it was like you know that LeBron <laughs> shot from last week where oh he pulled up God. from the corner. Um, so or like I, snacks, like Ooh. snacks exactly. So Call I just fat Durant. <laughs> I I'm not good at soccer to preface this, but uh, I just took a shot and it somehow it just curved top left corner hit the crossbar down in the goal. Won the game for you're laughing at the end, and I feel like I'm I not, know I'm why. not laughing. I feel like there's, I know there's why. no joke here. It, Donnie, and, did he tell you this story? He did. Did he, he tell did. you that exact story? No. So, here's the thing <laughs> Marcus throws a little party because you know he's 21 now. Yeah. Um, and I show up, and this is one of the first things he tells me when I show up. Um, and I believed him, I was really proud first yeah. off, you know, um, <laughs> proud of my fellow brother. Um, and then Jamie, who scored the first goal, who you mentioned. Who goes also at the party? Uh, she catches whiff of this story and she immediately refutes it. She's That's not what happened. Here's what she tells me: <laughs> She said, "You kicked it, yes, from however for, you know, twenty three, thirteen, seven. It doesn't matter. You kicked it." Um, and she said it didn't go in until she was there to launch it into the net for the game winner. Look at that. And here's the thing. Look at here's that. Here's the thing. We can we can talk about details we can talk semantics <laughs> here all right but that that ball why'd you lie it hit it hit the bottom of the crossbar why'd you lie to us though? it hit the bottom of the crossbar it went down at an angle to where it was in now do i know when the refs actually blew the whistle no because i was already celebrating like after i saw the ball go into the goal right but i jamie cleaned it up 
She 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 was in the right position. She was just playing great soccer there. She went in. She cleaned it up just in case. But was it a goal on my part? Yes. Was it a goal on Jamie's part? We could call it her goal too. It's 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 both of no, our goals. No, you goal. can't. You listen. One, you can't do that. I mean, right? you can. Beca- it's no, soccer. because only one goal happened. And if you're gonna treat this like <laughs> like the thirty for thirty that you said <laughs> it is. Then only one goal can be can be scored. Why do why do you feel the need to lie to us though? For what there was there was for clout. There was <laughs> there were no lies told with what I just said. The ball was in the goal, and and off and of that's Jamie's a, foot. And the ball was you. in you know, the goal back, off of the crossbar. And that's a fact. we should have had her on this week. We might we should you have. should please invite her next week we so we can have. clear this up. We'll continue this next week. <laughs> a three part series on the goal. I will say this right now. My trust is on Jamie's side. I don't think you would have nailed a kick from 23 yards out. Listen, You've this is the, se- this is the second time I've heard this story. I'm more disappointed now than, than the first time. Because, I mean, you just straight up lied. And, like, there, I, and again, and again, and, for no reason. And see, here at the end of the day, you had zero goals and Jamie had two. You had, a, you had an assist. At, at the end of the day, I put my team in the position to win the game. And whether you guys want to affirm that or not, means nothing to me and that has no bearing on whether or not i scored that goal all right okay and whether i right, you put got my it. team in the playoffs or not <laughs> you got it you got it let's move on to something <laughs> that actually matters the fact that i was right i want to i want to make that very very clear so softball went out and did their thing right four and one over the weekend beat number one ucla beat number 13 michigan and they're coming out as the number one uh ranked team in in the country right now Side attempt. Listen, I told y'all. I I told y'all exactly what was gonna happen. I said that I had trust in this team. They dropped that one to Fresno State. It doesn't matter. All right. They listen. People caught them slipping once. Okay. So what? It does. It really doesn't matter. All right. But all I know is that this. I and I and I said it. This softball team's special. All right. They they're going they're going places. Miranda Eilish is fire. Shannon Rhodes fire. Right. Anytime Miranda's in the circle, like. They can beat literally I mean, anybody in the country. It, bro, because it doesn't matter. And you know that every time she steps onto the mound, she's finishing the game. She's gonna, she's gonna throw a complete game. And it really doesn't matter because this, this team, especially behind her, I, I really, and I hope you guys understand that now. There's not a team that this team can't beat, right? They go to extra innings with UCLA at UCLA. Thank you. This whole, this whole trip is on the West Coast, right? They they beat UCLA in eight, and then and then the next day, right, go back beat Michigan in a one zero game. There's not a game that they can't. Well, win. they beat Washington between those two. Right. right? I, I think the the interesting part about this team is they've beaten everybody in different ways. So what are we here talking about? You, you go out against number two Washington, beat them eight six, and then the next day it's one zero over number thirteen Michigan, and I mean and and that was without. I mean we talk about Miranda Ellish. They have a, a murderer's row of starters. Shea O'Leary went out last year and had one of the best freshman seasons uh, we've seen from uh, a Texas softball player in a while. And so she comes back this year. She starts the season 5-0, and and that was her masterpiece of, of the young season so far. She um, she went all seven innings and uh, and shut out Michigan for a 1-0 victory. That I mean, the, the fact that they can beat teams – in, in pretty much every different way. If they're not getting runs, they're 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 getting um, you know pitching, and if they're you know if if uh, Shea or, or Miranda Ellis or whoever else is on the mound, 
um, is getting battered a little bit, then they're going to pick up runs. And, and, and that is something that is the mark, I think, of a great team. That's true. And at this time last week, I, mean, I have to admit, I was not as on board with Texas softball as I was at the beginning of the season. And that's just because of what I saw after their 1-0 loss to Duke and then splitting with Louisiana, who's also, I mean, a good team. But that, you know, that question I had was, can they win those low-score games? They lost 1-0 to Duke and then 2-3 to Louisiana. And like you said, I mean, they answered that question. I mean, they dropped eight on the number two team in the country, and then they beat number 13 Michigan 1-0. And so, uh, I mean, really, what would, what did we say? They, they needed to split the UCLA-Washington, yeah, and then mm-hmm. whatever after that's fine. Well, I think they only lost to who? Fresno State? Yeah. Which and is, I think, the last is, team I thought is, they would have lost to. Which is completely acceptable because if you're coming off of matchups against one and two, Right, and you have you have those those two big matchups. Uh, a game like like Fresno State, which they only lost by one run, that's completely acceptable. And you, like obviously, you never want to see the loss, but you get it, right? And so, uh, they they clearly listen. They're, they're the number one team in the country. They're in they're in the driving spot for for Big Twelve. I think this is a team that we're going to see back in the College World Series, um, and I think. And again, I'm going to stand on this. They're the team to beat in the country. Yeah. And I mean, the good news for them is whenever it comes to the selection for the tournament, I mean, they're not going to play UCLA or Washington for the rest of the year. Right. So at the end of the year, you know, barring a complete disaster, Texas is going to be in a really good position because they have two of, I mean, two of the best wins in the country when it comes to resumes. So, I mean, as long as they don't, I mean, they still have Alabama and teams like Oklahoma, um, and so, I mean, their resume could get even better. But when it comes to that conversation that we're going to have at the end of the season, these two wins, I mean, that can make an entire team season. Well, they they have a couple big series coming up. You mentioned Alabama and Oklahoma. Those are two uh, top ten teams. And I think once you get to this point in the season, I, I mean, we saw it last year with, with the baseball team. Like, if, if you can sustain success into the start of conference play, I think that's where you, you really show what you're about. Uh, the baseball team – Last year had the the sweep against number one LSU and then folded um, as conference play started. And so, um, if you look at those that series, um, they're they're playing in a tournament where they play Alabama twice, and then they're playing right after that's just, a series against Oklahoma. They're lucky they have a week off there, um, right? Or I mean, five days off before that series in Norman. But I mean, and this is with really several sports, um, several college sports where. Teams can get off to a quick start, have a good early um, win in the season, and then just start to fizzle out. And um, I know it's not a Texas team, but we saw it with West Virginia basketball this year. I mean, they beat Texas by 38 a month ago, and the team that we see right now is just, I mean, awful. And so, uh, I mean, obviously baseball last year too. So that's going to be a thing to keep an eye on. I don't think um, this is a type of team with the amount of talent they have that would be able to do that um, as far as fizzling out. But with as many games as they play – I mean, it's definitely a realistic possibility. All right, let's let's move on. To yes, s- let's move on to something else. This is the second week in a row that y'all have to tell me I'm right. I mean, I'm not, I'm to, not gonna say to, it. To be honest, listen, I don't have to say a word. I'm not gonna say but, it. But but you got it. You got the mic. All I'm saying is, two weeks ago, um, I think it was the Baylor game when I said that that might have been Shaka Smart's best coaching job all year, and it was still a loss. And so people looked at me like I was an idiot. And I was like, look, all I'm saying is he's going to have an opportunity to save his job right here. That I think that'd be a five-game win streak, including wins over West Virginia Tech and OU. No, I should have just said yes. But that's fine. Um, so now, it took a miraculous – I mean, what's more – okay, here's my question. What's more miraculous, 
Christian Doolittle missing back-to-back free throws with six seconds left, up by two, or Matt Coleman hitting the three? The back-to-back free throws. Because Doolittle, he was shooting 80% on the, from the free throw line. They had 29 free throws. Man, this is scary. That's, yeah, 29 to two, I think. Yes, right? and the only two. two came off of a flagrant one with a minute 30 left. But not, you, you got it. You got it. I, yeah, congrats. congrats. Here's, does this make you feel good? I feel, no. I was right. I'm always right. So this is just another day in the office. No, it's not. This is just another podcast you're, for me. You're actually rarely right. That's not true. You're rarely right. I said LSU's never going to lose, probably ever again. You you know who else is, might not lose ever again? Texas basketball. That's that's a fact. That's that's actually not true. That's a fact. So, real, to be serious, with this win, now they are, according to Joe Lenardi, they're the final team into the NCAA tournament with a game against Oklahoma State on Saturday. At home. And then the Big 12 tournament. And they could realistically finish as the three seed in the Big 12, which would be Shaka Smart's highest finish in his time at Texas. And so I don't know. I mean, they're, like I said two weeks ago, Shaka might be better at coaching this team when the Longhorns are without Jericho. I don't want to say Jace because they could use his shooting right now. But this version of the Texas team without four players, uh, I mean, we haven't seen a Texas team play like this on the hardwood, at least for the men, in, I mean, since when? Since they made the tournament that first or second year? But again, what is what does that mean though? Like it means that Texas is going to no, the no, dance. No, 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 no. Big like mm-hmm. big big picture moving forward because and we we talked about this a little a little bit last time. Is is the extension coming? If oh, I don't know about it. Is mm. is the extension if, coming? If he if he stays on, what is what type of security does he get from this? Because if you, if they come back next year and he's and he has the the great players that he that that Texas gets and he can't find a way to coach them, what does that mean? Here's the thing, though. Then, uh, then if, what does this do? If he gets you? to the tournament, it buys him another year. And if Absolutely. you're Shaka Mart, Shaka Mart, Shaka Smart, or Texas, that's all that matters. Like if you're Shaka Smart, two weeks ago you were done. He didn't think that he wouldn't say that, but two weeks ago Texas fans were looking at other coaches. And they had already pronounced this season dead. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it. I obviously wasn't because I knew it was going to happen. But y'all were. Everybody on this campus was. They were ready to say goodbye to Shaka. And so if you're him, I'm not even thinking about, well, what if I can't do this next year? I'm thinking about if if this team can beat Oklahoma State, I don't even think it matters what happens in the Big 12 tournament because I think they're in. Well, think well, so either, well yeah. no, it's not, a, it's not about from Shaka's perspective because, of course, if you're in that position, then the only thing that you're thinking about is survival. I'm saying – from Texas looking down at Shaka, right? From up top, from Del Conte looking down at him. What is that what does that mean going forward? Does it mean that that there needs to be a change? Does it mean that that you have to look through all of this late season success and say, Oh yeah, this was great, but at the but at the end of the day, I can't overlook the first the first twenty odd games that we played and you weren't able to find a way to bring the best out of the talent that we give you and we and we plan on on continuing getting that level of talent but it's not even it's not even just the fact that there's late season success it's the fact that there's late season success with like seven guys that they're rotating like the fact that they have all these injuries and everything like stacked against them and and they've still made it happen I think I mean, this this looks like on paper one of the best coaching jobs in the country out of anybody right now, and so I think you can you can overlook what happened for the first half or the first two thirds of the season or whatever, and look at like like if you I mean th- this is something that is so important to to Texas fans and to Texas to get back to the tournament, and if Shock is able to do this, not not just do it, but do it without half of his guys, I mean that's that's something that at least earns him 
a year. And and I don't think it needs to earn him more right now, yeah. but I th- but I think the the fact of the matter like they're going year by year, I'm sure at this point. And the fact of the matter is this, I mean, if if they make the tournament, he's he's there for next year and and they'll reevaluate when they need to. That's exactly what I think. I don't think Crystal Conte is thinking right now like what if he's not able to do this next year? I think he says let's treat this this last regular season game and this tournament and whatever's after that as such and then we'll figure out if that's enough to buy him another year, which as of right now, it looks like it will. Um, and then I think, like you said, I don't think they really evaluate until after that. Here's my question, and not really related, but how many coaches in the country could do what Shaka just did? There's probably a handful. And that's the thing. Like, but, who are you going to go out and get that's better than Shaka? And that's the question we've been asking. Um, but like I said, I, I don't know how many coaches you can realistically look at and say, oh, this guy could coach these seven dudes to a five-game winning streak. I mean, we saw what Roy, we were just talking about, what Roy Williams was said at the beginning of the season before we started recording. I mean, which how... awful. I mean, yeah, we, we can all, right, which agree is, how bad... Yeah. Actually, no, Marcus, you didn't yeah, agree yeah, with me. Yeah, exactly. Listen, don't don't switch up just because we're on the mic. Go ahead and, go ahead and <laughs> What'd say... What'd you say? You, you, guys, say you, you, said. you guys need to need to realize when jokes are being made. No. You guys need to have no. some kind of sense of humor. No. All right, make the joke then. Say it. <laughs> The joke was... Why are you nervous? He's nervous. Jo- I'm not nervous. There's no nerves right now. The joke was, I was saying I was on Roy Williams' side. That's accountability, right? He's holding his players accountable. Of course, of course, I don't believe I that. I saw the nope. look in your eyes. I don't think you were joking. <laughs> you know what? But the 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 fact is the audience can hear me and they know that I'm joking. They, they can't see my He's, eyes right now. Um, anyway, like I said, I think there's probably, like you said, a handful. Maybe you can count on two hands. College basketball coaches right now that could coach the Longhorns to this five-year win streak. But what is it? I it's, it's, the it's hard. It's hard to pin, but it's hard to pinpoint like where that's coming from. Because because we saw flashes of, I mean, when they were trying to make that push back, and you you mentioned the the Baylor game and a couple of the other games uh, during that stretch where they were, I mean, they were losing. But we saw flashes of Shaka trying out, you know, different defenses, trying the press, just trying anything. But what it's it's hard for me to pinpoint. What is the difference right now during this win streak that's that's allowing this to happen? Because is it Shaka yeah. or is it just the guys are the well, right fit? And that's part of it. I, I mean, that defensive mentality is still there. That hasn't changed. And I think it was the last with the last ten games they've had one of the best defenses. I think it's a top ten defense um, in the country. And so that philosophy hasn't really changed for texas or shaka um a lot of it has just been shots like that final one from matt coleman i mean matt coleman described it as what i think passion luck in march like that's really all you need at this point but i don't know the offense flows at times better than it used to just because they could not for the life of them figure out how to utilize jericho sims and we asked shaka over and over like what when will he realize that he could drop 20 to 25 a night and when will you start force feeding him and they said he, he, every every game he would just say, you know, we just got to try some different things out. And it never happened. I mean, it, it happened a few times on like, maybe one hand I can count. But um, that was the thing. And now that that's not there, they're kind of just running their offense. And you're getting these 20-point games from either Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones, or is that it? Or Matt Coleman, I mean. Yeah. Um, and so those three guys, they're just kind of taking turns, taking over, dropping 20-plus. And then Royce Ham's coming in, getting 11 boards and dropping in 10 points. And I should, I'm being disrespectful. I shouldn't have forgot. Brock Cunningham. Brock Cunningham. There it is. He, John Rothstein's boy. ESPN's Fran Fragilla. He said, I don't know if Brock isn't going to be a starter for the next three years. Like he said, like, I don't know if I'll go that far. But I mean, he's going to get some playing time for the rest of his career, right? I mean, he's earned it. He, I mean, he, he's one of those guys, I mean, had no opportunity early in the season. 
and then is just thrust into and has to produce for this team, and and he has. He's, which he's emerged on the college basketball Twitter. I know. Wait, you love to see it. You you love to see a Texas is player. Is he a household name? I mean, relax. is he, here, here's the question. Here's the question. Is he an icon? Please relax. Is Okay, look, that name's just for Cameron Dicker. We'll have that. Okay, that's we'll fair. wait. That's fair. We'll wait till spring football kicks up, but get it. <laughs> kicks. I, I want to go back to this real quick. The The idea that there's only a handful of college coaches, right, that could that can do this job, is is that the, the decision that you look at whenever you're making these, these choices for head coaching jobs, right? Or is it because there seems like – Especially for Texas basketball and for Texas athletics as a whole, there's this there's this really big like entitlement that that Texas as athletics has that is like oh we're we're Texas right we should be at a certain standard and we all know that Texas basketball outside of a TJ outside of a, a couple years they're not they're not there so are you looking at at a, at a standpoint of Okay, we're gonna take this year by year and just say, all right, who can win games? Or are you trying to change the culture to actually get to the place where you where you should be? Well, as long as he's on as long as he's on contract, like I mean, at this point, yeah. the buyout's not worth it. It was worth it about three weeks ago when they looked like they were done. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, it would look really strange for Texas to kind of decide, okay, now is the time for us to let go of Shaka, yeah. just because that buyout's still there. Well, and. I think it's kind of a mix between looking at who can win right now and how you change the culture. I, I think you have to look at the guys that are available and and the guys that would be willing to come to Texas. And and after this, I mean, after this season especially, I don't know if there's anybody that you would be willing to, you know, make the move to, to almost rebuild um, for the next few years with. Um, and so that's, yeah, it un, unless... I mean, if you were to change this win streak into a losing streak and Texas lost, let's say, eight straight to end the season or something, then then you have to, right? And then you just have to figure, like, find the best guy available. But especially with what's going on right now, there, I, I mean, there's no way you can look at anybody else that's available across the country and, and say, okay, like, I, I think he's the guy to rebuild the culture with. I mean, okay, so they're, so we're, we're going to assume – Right, and I think it's very, very fair that that they make the tournament. Right, so they make the tournament this year. It's three three times out of five years since Shaka's tenure that they've made the the tournament. How out of on a scale of one to ten, what level of success would you say that that is for for Texas as a whole? Scale of one to ten. Yeah. And what is that? Three out of five. I'd say six out of ten, probably. Um, but not. But not the, okay, earnestly, that's it's that is. I think if you talk about the standard that fans probably hold this team to, yeah. it's not up to that standard. And and th- and that's a fair point. And, but but I think at the same time you have to take it year by year and if you look at the the entire body of work of this year, most specifically what's happened the last few weeks, then you you can't make a change moving forward, but I but I see your point of has he been up to the standard? I, probably not, and and that's where and that's where you're getting into evaluation mode each year, right? And that's and that's when like when when you think somebody hasn't met the standard, you give them time, and then you say, okay, like at the end of each season, we're gonna have to evaluate what to do in the future. Yeah. What is the for both of y'all? What does the Big Twelve run look like? The Big Twelve tournament? Yeah. What, what, is, what does that run look like? I I thought about it last night. And since they're running a seven eight man rotation, and you have players like Royce and Brock playing unbelievable minutes, and not let alone the other starters. 
I think, I mean, obviously they're not going to go out and lose on purpose, but I think one and one would be the best case scenario for this team. One, you don't go, you're not one and done. So you get that win. So the, the committee can't just look at them and say, okay, this is a hit on everything else they did for the last six games. Um, but also you're not running your team to the ground right before the tournament because you're going to run into a good team in the first round. I mean, that's just the nature of where they're at right now. Um, and so I think going one and one getting out of there, resting for a few days, I, I, I think that's their best case scenario. Yeah, it's this this tournament is not it's not vital to them anymore. We we looked at it. It is if they lose on Saturday. Right. Yeah. Right. Um which the way they're playing right now and the way Oklahoma State's playing, you you expect Saturday to be a win, but obviously anything can happen. It's March. But yes, I they they have to they have to win one more game this yeah. season. And and however they do that, whether it's against Oklahoma State, could they could play Oklahoma State twice. They could play them and then play them in the first round of the tournament. And, yeah, and in that case, back-to-back losses to that's, that, that, that would That team, would push you out of the you're, bubble. You're going straight to the NIT. That would you push you out of the bubble. Too straight. Do they even run? I mean, what happened? They, if they go to the NIT back-to-back and they have seven guys, are those guys even going to play? Are they, are, are that's they, where this thing <laughs> takes a weird turn, is if all of a sudden you take this same group and you say, okay, now there's not really anything on the line. Like, yeah. Then what? I mean, because they're playing for their lives right now. Like this is they're they're playing for the season, and every win has saved Shaka and the season. Right. And so if you go to the NIT, if you if you take this group and put them in Madison Square Garden, I asked. Garden, there's a. I don't know if y'all follow NIT Stu. He's yeah. this. I mean, he's huge. And the biggest NIT fan I know. Probably the only. I'm NIT no. Fan I'm number you know? two. I, okay. I enjoy the okay. NIT. Um, but I asked him. I was like, would Texas enter as just an unbelievable favorite, or just like a powerhouse if they lose these next two and then go to the NIT? I mean. Talk about blue bloods. That, North Carolina, a, Texas matchup <laughs> at the Garden. They need to move to Barclays, though, man. I know they need to move it to the Mecca. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not gonna take this disrespect uh, for for the Mecca. We're not we're not doing that. Anyways, so I don't think Joe Lenardi's released the most recent bracketology. I know he said Texas is one of the last, the very last team in at this point, but I haven't seen a bracket from him. But according to CBS. Um, they will be playing Utah State for that 11 seed. Also, one of the last four in would be Texas Tech. They'd be playing Richmond, um, followed by Robert Morris and NC, and then CNN Prairie View. I, what do y'all think about that? Utah State, Texas. Talk about. I mean, goodness. You have to. You have to win that. Game. Does that count as a tournament win? Yeah. Yes. Of course. No. It counts as a tournament <laughs> win. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You're playing to get into the tournament. It doesn't no, count. No. I. Oh, that's technically I think that's the technically first round the, of the tournament. You're in the dance. You're in the dance. It's just one of the earlier dances, like yeah. when they play the Cupid Shuffle. Right. It's right before the love you, song. You you got there right when the the dance started. Like and, the, yeah, and like, everybody's not like showing up yet. Yeah, like some of the lights are still on. Yeah, and they just shut them off. No, that's and not that's not the case. You at all. haven't looked. You haven't found. That's who, not the case. You're not. You know. You're not slow dancing with your date. Right. But. You are doing the electric slide, so you're still dancing. You're still dancing. First off, but it's a little more casual. But I mean, look, a dance is a dance. First off, one. When was the last time you've been to a dance? Because you don't electric slide before the uh, uh, the electric slide goes at the end. That's that's one. Two. I think you do it more than once. Two. Yeah, probably. Probably well, three. I, times. I usually do it four or five. Exactly. You run it back at the four or five. Come on. Well, okay. I don't know where. He's Anyways, okay. this is what I'm saying. Listen. <laughs> Marcus is different than all of us, but um, what do you mean by that? Yeah, huh? yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> listen, if, if if you guys were in the room, you guys would understand. Um, but no, it's not. A, it's not a tournament win. Listen, both of them have the eleven seed by them. You're playing to see who gets the eleven seed, right? 
it's it's not a it's not a tournament win. I don't know. Is man. is it a part of the tournament? Is are are you playing a game to advance to the next round? It is a tournament game. Are you playing a game to advance to another game? Yeah. Yes. So it's a tournament game. It's a tournament game. No, 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 no. It is a play-in and a play-in, right? You are playing to get in. Is You're it, not in. Is yet. it surviving? Is yet. it surviving advance? Yes. Is it March? Yes. It is. Is it madness? Absolutely. All right. That's it. That's, That's all you need. That's the formula. Those. That is not the qualification for whether it's part of the tournament or Look, not. Man, a dance is a dance. I don't care if it's a slow jam or the wobble. I don't care if you're just kind of, you know, grooving by yourself on the side. Okay, with, whoa, with whoa, the lights no, still on. Come that's on. That's the NIT. Okay, Marcus. All right, that's it's different. Fair. That that is true. That is true. Do you, do you do that? You you just I, be on I, I you might. just be on the side. You yeah, just hey, be holding the wall. You know I'm different than you guys. Come on. That's what you meant. All, All right, right that's my final answer. I think that's a tournament okay. win. Okay, Marcus, you think it's a tournament win? Donnie, you think that's a tournament win? No, I don't. Okay, Donnie, you got to give your boy Shaka more credit. That's what I'm saying. Who, who, my boy? Your boy Shaka. You've, <laughs> you've boy. defended Shaka time and time again. <laughs> my boy. There's one thing that I've defended Shaka on, and that was the fact that he didn't get fired in February because it was Black <laughs> History Month, and that's what right? everybody and remembers. And it would have been wrong for Texas to fire Shaka during Black History Month. That listen, that's just bad for optics. That is not my boy. <laughs> that is not that's not my boy. If listen, check go back and listen to the last four episodes that we've done of this and I've been calling for his job, right? Like I've been saying that this man needs to be it's fired. Accountability. That's all that, it is. That's not that's, that's just good friendship. It's not it's not my boy. Is that how you want to end the pod, Marcus? That's not my boy. I think so that's, that's not my boy. Anyways, that's all that we have for this week of Texan Overtime. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to follow Texan Sports on Twitter and read all of our stories at thedailytexan.com. We'll see you guys next week. That is not my man. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Marcus? Exactly. <laughs>